When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Series 4 of the Behind the Scenes podcast, Soap from the Box. I'm Lee Salisbury, TV director and producer and now podcaster. And we are back bigger and better. Not only talking to actors who play your favourite characters in EastEnders, Coronation Street, Emmerdale, Hollyoaks, Home and Away and Neighbours, which is also coming back to our screens, but also extra special pop-from-the-box music guests and some huge TV and film specials, just like our first episode last week, which you can listen to with the creator and cast of number one Netflix smash, Kaleidoscope. And don't just listen anywhere. To be VIP, you need to listen on the Another Slice podcast player. It's free to sign up to and you'll get to hear exclusive audio and video clips you won't get anywhere else. And all the latest news from us directly into your inbox. Currently, there's an episode with EastEnders, I'm a Celebrity and social media megastar Jacqueline Josser. It's free to listen to. Just head to anotherslice.com slash soap from the box and sign up with us. You can also choose to subscribe. For a couple of quid, you get even more special content, including the chance to ask your questions to the stars and get exclusive special episodes that will be for your ears only. You'll also be able to hear episodes before anyone else. Head to anotherslice.com slash soap from the box. Right, let's get going. It was my birthday this week, so I thought we would go proper retro on soap from the box. Summer Bay, here we come. My guest today was a huge part of my life from the age of 12 to the age of 20, hugely defining years of a person's life. It was not her first television role and definitely not her last. In fact, she won a Logie Award for Most Outstanding Supporting Actress in 2017 for playing Rose in Please Like Me. She has taken the stage by storm as well, appearing in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. But to me, she will always be... Well, I suppose my TV mum, who saw me through the highs and lows of being a teenager. It makes my year to welcome Pippa Fletcher, Stroke Ross herself from Home and Away, Deborah Lawrence. Hi, Deborah. Hello. <laughs> I, I mean, do you have lots of people saying that to you? Because I say that not lightly. You know, I mean, you were there for basically the major years of my life. Yeah, no, it, it happens all the time. And people, there's a little routine that people do. They say um, that, first of all, they say, oh, were you my primary school teacher? <laughs> and I say, no. And then, and then they, would, they would then spend quite a long time when I wanted to get back to the car with my shopping. Um, and so just to head them off at the pass, I'd say, oh, I was Pippa on Home and Away. That way I can very quickly get back to my car because I only <laughs> yes. have to ask a couple of questions after that. Um, it's and, weird. It's one of those roles that we. Do. I don't think we've ever had a role quite like that in English soaps. Actually, that I suppose because the whole show when it started was based around this one family. Really, I suppose that's why she became such a mum in people's eyes. Yeah, and I think well, because like, I was the third actress to play her. Yes, <laughs> because yeah. the, when when they did the pilot, it was Carol Willisie, but then she decided that 
she couldn't be on the set after 3 p.m. in the afternoon because she had to pick her kids up. <laughs> yeah, which really um, doesn't work for soap, as we know. Yeah, no. And then Vanessa did it and she paid off her house. So um <laughs> and we didn't we didn't know it was going to go for a hundred years. And so then um because I, I did originally uh audition for it in nineteen eighty seven when that, I was you, casting. Yeah. Yeah. So I did, but did but locked out, that was fine. And then um I then got the role in nineteen ninety. Uh, and you know, the sort of literally Friday night, Vanessa left, and Monday night I was on, and everybody in every single scene called me Pippa. So that this the is, audience. Oh, I'm, so, got... I'm so glad you said that. It's my story I recounted to so many people on this podcast, going Australian so dear, because I remember I think the first scene was you hanging up washing, and about four people yeah. shouted Pippa, and you were going. Why are they calling this woman Pippa? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and then, and then in the at the press, the British press particularly, I was the new Pippa for about a year. <laughs> so, and then, and then Vanessa became the old Pippa. So, um, yeah. So that, yeah, that's how it works. How does it? How does it? I mean, obviously, it's hilarious that you know Australian soap just do that quite matter of factly, just replace you in one episode, not even sending Vanessa away. But I mean, how was it taking over someone's role? Because it's a kind of a strange thing. Did you kind of stay away from watching? Vanessa in it or did you kind of watch the show to get a sense of kind of because I suppose every show's got a different way of how the acting is you know how where the acting lies so how did you play it going in yeah well but because back I'm ashamed to say this now oh well I'm I'm sort of over it I am over it now to feeling guilty but um I went through the tortures of a damned even when I got down to the last two um, of thinking, wondering if I even wanted to, you know, I was a, I'm a trained actor. I went right, to drama yes, school. Yeah. Darling. Um, and so I asked lots of friends about whether or not I should do it. They said, Oh yeah, you do it, do it. And then I, I sort of in a very paranoid way thought, Oh, they want to chuck me away in TV. So I'm not competition for them for theater roles. <laughs> um, so then, um, so then, and then I, I, so I, once I'd been given the role, I then started watching uh, Vanessa's work because I wanted to see the style of shooting because I've done lots of TV. Uh, in fact, the bulk of my career really has been in, in like miniseries and, and um, episodic television, but never a long running role. Yeah. I mean, I did, I did Prisoner for, for, I think I was on it for six months when I played Daphne Graham. So I knew what, what the requirements were there, but I also knew that, and, but that was only an hour a week. Home and Aways and Neighbours are two and a half hours of, of, of uh, on-screen time. And so that means you have to shoot really, really quickly. So I, I just wanted to see just the te- – because I work quite technically as an actor anyway. Um, you know, I like to know what the camera shots are and the lenses yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And so I just wanted to – even though I had a lot of experience in TV, I just wanted to see – uh, the style of acting that they required. So I did yes, watch about, yes. I don't know, 50 episodes or something. Oh, wow. Um, so, okay. And also so that I knew who the, the actors that I was going to be meeting and who they all were, you know, so that, that was how I prepared. And, I mean, I suppose another way, so did you, did you purposefully kind of look at, look at Vanessa's Pippa and think, did you try to replicate it or did you just think I'm going to go in with a clean sheet with Pippa? Because, again, it's quite hard, no. isn't it, because you are actually going in as a character that's established. Yeah, no, I, I just went in as a, a warm-hearted. I mean, they did ask me, you know, they spent a nanosecond asking me if I'd dye my hair blonde, and I said no. Um, <laughs> but then, but uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's like anything. I mean, I, I've just finished um, playing Professor McGonagall in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child for the last couple of years, um, and so I wasn't being, I wasn't going to emulate 
uh, Maggie Smith. No, exactly. Um, because yeah. because Ma- Professor McGonagall is a character, this really beautiful, rich character in her own right. Uh, and, and and the same with, I mean, anybody who plays Juliet or Lady Macbeth. Exactly, or, exactly. Know, I mean, yeah. you, 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 they're well-known roles. You just take them on. I mean, she was much beloved. So the scripts give it to you, the storylines give it to you, which is really um, this warm-hearted, kindly woman um, uh, who loved her foster kids. And so you, you play that. And then after a while, um, people forget people, that the original one. Existed. Yeah, they do. It's yeah, very, yeah, because it's very fickle. It's a, <laughs> yeah. It's the storylines that are, um, really important. And all of soap is written to a very careful formula where you've got little baby cliffhangers before the commercial break. And then a baby cliffhanger at the end of, you know, Tuesday night show. Uh, and then at the end of the week, there's a bigger cliffhanger. At the end of the season, there's a, a whacking great cliffhanger to get people to come back after the holidays. And you saying that actually, <laughs> you saying that actually, uh, Deborah, again, for people at home listening, makes you understand how, how hard writing soap is to get that many, you know, you see a film and you have a couple of twists and turns, but actually soap is full of twists and turns and cliffhangers all the time. Yeah, exactly right. And also most of the dialogue, is reiterating stuff for people who might have missed a week. Yes. Yeah. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll be looking as you'll be, you know, buttering toast at the kitchen table saying, oh, look, do you know, Sophie's baby was always going to come late. And I'm just so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, and that's the skill. So no one, and that's what, I think that's what annoys me when soap actors are sort of considered a bit further down the food chain um, because the, the, the skill that's required to make, that those programs for the majority of the viewing public who are actually at home watching television, right? They're the people we're entertaining. We've got to remember that. And it, it, it's a real skill, you know, but if, if you do a bit of theatre that maybe, you know, a thousand people or 2000 people are going to see in a season, like four weeks of play or whatever, um, or, you know, lots of people in the case of Harry Potter, um, but there's many, many, many millions of other people who'll never get to the theatre and don't go and see movies no, very often. Yeah, either. very true. Um, and they're the people we're entertaining. So, and it's the soap actors and the directors and the writers uh, are performing, I think, a community service. And also, they're really, really bloody good at it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I was shocked when I joined as a director how fast the pace was, how, I mean, I suppose I went in dreamlike thinking everything was filmed in order. I was shocked everything <laughs> was out of order uh, and shocked that there were kind of four units uh, over here working against each other. So the actors were kind of swapping four directors in, in the two-week block and going from oh, wow. kind of day one to day 20 of the story. And I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, so, no, we only we only ever swapped two directors, like location and and studio. Oh no, yeah, we had four four blocks running oh. on Hollyoaks, actually six blocks, and uh, you could be filming literally two meters away from the other unit. It was crazy. Oh wow, wow, yeah. that's yeah. Well, I've, yeah, Chukas, and, I mean, a huge huge admiration for that for everyone. Yeah, and when you joined as well, I mean, do you remember your first date? Because obviously, again, I suppose you joined as Pippa. This you had lots of the kids were still there, including obviously brilliant Kate Rick who played yeah. Sally. Uh, was everyone, yeah. obviously I'm guessing everyone was so welcoming to you. Well, the, the weird thing was that my first day was um, out on location where they were filming um, Carly's wedding. Ah, and, wow. But I had, I had to go out in costume to be in the wedding photographs that were then going to be put up in the, the, Ross, in the Fletcher house. <laughs> right, okay. Right. 
So I had to go out on location where Vanessa was filming the scenes of being in the wedding. Oh, but I wow. Had to be, but for the still, which is fine because Vanessa and I are friends and I, I, she's a wonderful theatre actress. And so, you know, it was, it was lovely to see her. Um, and uh, so I was there to be in costume and makeup to be photographed by the stills photographer for all of the photographs that were going to be in albums and on the, and on the set. Um, so, yeah, so I met every, in fact, it was actually quite a good way to start. Yeah. Because I think if, if I, if I'd then gone straight into, um, if I'd gone straight into the studio without Vanessa being there, then it, it might've been a little strange, but this way, um, everybody. Like a handover of the baton. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, and, and poor Kate Ritchie, cause she was only a Litley then. And she, she really was, um, a very attached to Vanessa so it was good that she on that on that day she had Vanessa and I together, so she could sort of, she you know she could see her two mums together, and then you know it, pretty soon after I started, um, uh, took you know Kate Kate and I commenced a, what is still a very very close and precious uh, friendship with each other. Oh, so um, I know you can't actually yeah. get into a child's head probably as a child actor, kind of going through that. I suppose it is actually. It's a weird, weird real life meets, you know, yeah, the fake life, well, isn't it? Yeah, well, because she's she's a very intuitive actress too, Kate. And so, um, yeah, she just, you know, the status quo was changing for her because it, they were the family. They were the original family. So the the, the central figure of that and, you know, the, the character of Tom, Roger, played by Roger Oakley, he'd been killed off in a car accident. Yes. So she was losing, basically losing both her parents. Oh, no. <laughs> so, so, but yeah, but we, we, you know, she's very happy, um, you know, once, once we started to get on and she was fine and, and we really enjoyed our scenes together. So. Oh, that's um, brilliant. Yeah. And you say it was Carly's wedding. I actually, did you, do you remember at all that some of the cast, including who played Carly? It was, um, uh, Sharon Hodge. Sharon, did, do you remember some of them coming over to the UK because they did a Home and Away musical? Oh, yeah, no, I do remember that. <laughs> yes, I actually auditioned yeah, oh to be in that, me. which is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, no, and I can't, yeah, Sharon went and I think, was it Alex Paps went as well? Yes, or? he went, yeah, and Julian yeah. McMahon, I think, as well. I think Julian McMahon Oh, my God, well. yeah, that'd be right. He's, I know. He's now a huge... He's a huge star in America with, with um, Nip Tuck. He does, he, and, and also another FBI sort of program that he's actually really good in. Yeah, um, well, fewer people have made it because obviously Melissa George made it really big as well. And you were quite yeah, good. You, were, yeah, but, you had a central storyline with her and obviously the, you know, the late and great Dieter, which oh, I only bring up, yeah. bring up because, I mean, it, it's a hard world now for younger people, I think, in this business, isn't it? And then Lee, oh, I've spoken to a lot of people on this podcast who have left a soap at a certain age and then really struggle because suddenly you have this fame and this, and then it's suddenly just not even if you're wanting the fame, but suddenly everything goes and it's always yeah. as though no one's there for you. Yeah. Well, Dita had worked quite a lot after Home and Away, like uh, producers and directors were still using him. Um, but there was big gaps in between jobs. And I, and I think, you know, um, I guess if you don't have theatre to fall back on, yeah. Um, then you can have really big, long gaps. And there's, you know, as, as you know, there's lots of actors who do other jobs in between times. And he was, he did all sorts of things, window washing and all sorts of, like they all do. Or they, yeah, which, is, which we champion on this show because so many, pr the press over here are quite really bad actually at going, oh, former EastEnders star, now a builder, which is yeah, like, well, yeah, and what's okay. wrong with that? Builders are great people and do a great job. 
exactly right. And it, and it's just, you know, and I think as, uh, as my husband always says, you know, it's, it's not how you are when you're in work. It's how you are when you're out of work, you know, you're re- resting between jobs. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think if you've got, you know, if you're financially able, you can paint or, you know, hike or, you know, whatever, have a, a hobby, or you do another sort of work, which is really good for the soul. And I don't think people should look down at that at all. It, it, this literally isn't enough work for all the actors in the world. So no, there isn't. Um, no, it's a it's no. a hard it's a hard profession. And how do you feel about <clears throat> being an you know an older actress rather than one of the newbies coming in with kind of things like social media and stuff? I mean, I feel the pressure is so much bigger on younger actors now because there's so many people uh, there at the you know the tap of a key to to kind of review. A review. It's, it's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying that uh, I mean, my our daughter is twenty eight, and I'll be. I mean, I my Instagram is open to everybody, but it's not. I don't do it for uh, to get more followers, or I just do it to, because we live in a beautiful part of the world, and sometimes the flowers look really good. Yes, um, yeah. I'm. I'm at the moment. I'm walking four kilometers a day to raise money for ovarian cancer Australia. I saw that, which is brilliant. Well yeah. done, amazing. So and 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 I won. Um, uh, I worked with beautiful Marco Pierre White four years ago on Hell's Kitchen for the same charity, and um and I, I won that. Um and Gaz Be- <laughs> Um is it Gaz Beetle? What's his name? Gaz oh, from from, um, from Geordie Shaw. Yeah. He came. He came second. Oh, did um, he? Was he on it with you? That's brilliant. He was. He was amazing. What an amazing! And he learnt to cook during that process. And he. That's amazing. He was, oh, he was so delighted with himself. I can't begin to tell you, but he he was the runner up. So, um, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> great. So, That's fantastic. You, yeah, it was great, and he's a lovely fellow. So that was good. Um, but uh, yeah. So I use social media for those sorts of reasons, or just to you know stay in touch with friends and I comment on other and I don't follow that many other people um but yeah but there are my daughter tells me there's a way she said mom you could be a brand and it's like oh I know I I mean I've just I don't want to be a brand no this series of the podcast we've had Paddy O'Connor who's now one of the big stars in Home and Away and a couple of the other lads and I mean it is the pressure is on them body image and everything now because you know social media is kind of part and parcel of that age of being an actor now that you'd kind yeah. of need that to get jobs in some, in some aspect, well, which is mad. That, or, or, or not, do you know, like they might, they might do all of this and be as gorgeous, but if you're not a good actor and you can't do your craft, I'm look, they're great. Don't get me wrong. Um, but we had some really interesting people come through like uh, Isla Fisher is now a huge oh, star amazing. Too. Yeah. She was one of my um, favorite and, characters. Yeah. And she was always, and so she was in our house and they, you know, they, and we mentored Melissa as well. Um, but cause they, you know, they, they were the ones who asked the older actors questions, you know, like, yes. but there were the others who were just interested in being seen at the clubs or being photographed for TV week or TV times or whatever. Um, but then the ones who have made it are the ones who sat around with the, because uh, we had Heath Ledger for six weeks. I know, how uh, amazing his, as well. Yeah, his first first job. And he'd often spend the lunchtime just chatting to me in the green room because he wanted to know everything about well, should he go to drama school and um, – and uh, I, I just said no. He already had a gorgeous voice. Um, and then he did a, a series in um, in uh, uh, Queensland. And then brilliantly, um, 
he uh, Mel Gibson picked him up because Mel's was I was at drama school with Mel. He's the most divine human being, and all you're going through all my later questions. We'll come back to that definitely. Oh, okay. but yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, but yeah, but so um, yeah, Heath Heath was uh, another one who asked the older the older cast the question so yeah it's the same as being a director actually I always say I can tell the people that will make it as they're on work experience or runners because they're they're really interested in the craft rather than wanting to take the next step up or be at the you know when when are we going to the glamorous bits and you're like well yeah that's not what tv is actually if you want to be in tv and that's why I say to younger actors when I teach you know you really need to be committed and have a passion yeah. for this because it's it's the craft it's not what the craft brings because the fame yeah. is a different thing which you shouldn't want ever <laughs> yeah but I think that's a later thing too because uh you know in the it, during the 90s because as I said we didn't know that home and away was going to go forever and then you know I left after all our real estate was paid off and I wanted to <laughs> I wanted, you know I wanted to try and have another baby and my mum was in the last years of her life down in Melbourne so I wanted to come home um so uh so yeah I left then but during the 90s those nobody had really made it big um, in a, like you know, Kate Blanchett and Jeffrey Rush, all those film actors had made it, Mel and Judy and stuff. Um, but the TV kids hadn't really made it yet. And then as soon as Isla hit and Melissa and uh, Ryan Quanton went over there for a while, and we had uh, there's some other oh, and Kylie Minogue got stratospherically yeah, huge, yeah. And, J- and Jason was huge as well. Um, so I think that once. Then, I mean, there's a joke. Somebody said there's a joke in LA that there are two drama schools in Australia, NIDA, which is the equivalent of your RADA, and Home and Away. <laughs> so, you know, because they just were funneled, you know, there, there were agencies with um, uh, branches in LA to funnel the kids through into the LA market. And also, um, and I yeah, suppose my- back, back then, I mean, the, the, the Home and Away Neighbours were obviously huge over here, as were our sites, because there were a lot less programmed as well. So yeah, they kind of were in their glory days when you were in it, because yeah. so many people, especially in the UK. I mean, did you realise in the UK how big, I mean, I think the biggest episode of Neighbours was Scott and Charlene's wedding that was watched by 19.6 million over here. Oh, my God. At, yeah, at yeah, 5.30 yeah. in the evening, which is, which is incredible now. But did you kind yeah. of have that sense of how big it was in the UK as well when you were I in it? Well, yeah, we we kept hearing, you know, twenty million people. We kept we, we and then plus the Europeans that were watching. We got fan mail from Estonia, yeah, you know, and and and, and Africa, like Nigeria wow. and stuff. Um, so there were yeah, lots of people watching. Um, it's I mean, it's a bit like this, you know, we've got streaming services now, so everybody's yes, watching so everyone all the time. Yeah, yeah. but back so then it's, it's quite it, unusual, actually. Oh yeah, it was a, a phenomenon. Exactly. And it's, you know, because it, Australia is beautiful and the beaches were fabulous. And I remember by the time that I arrived on Home and Away, they decided not to observe the, the um, seasons anymore. Like right. suddenly my, I didn't have any jump, like sweaters or coats. Oh, so um, it was a constant summer, was it? it was, yeah, it was just summer. So you'd often be, <laughs> wow. be freezing to death in a T-shirt and shorts down in, you know, in, in a July, which is our winter. <laughs> Oh, I never, I never uh, you're the first one to reveal that and actually thinking of it. Yeah, it is always summer in Neighbours and Home and Away. Yeah, well, because, I mean, in, in my wardrobe um, section of Pippa's clothes, there were all these beautiful cardigans. And I, when I first started, I, they were sort of patterned um, embroidered cardigans. They were really pretty. And then I, I got to wear them a couple of times. And then when I, I remember asking the wardrobe lady, oh, look, well, maybe we could put this together with the, with the 
the cardigan and she said oh we're not we're not wearing those anymore <laughs> <laughs> okay then that's I mad mean, it's, i mean that's it's a bit that... like the, the gorgeous boys have to have their shirts off but i know. Once a week, you know oh my god well it's the same here <clears throat> the emmerdale village is the coldest place in the world when it's cold and obviously we we start filming someone when it's still winter so I yeah always there's a character who always wore short skirts and stuff and we're in our north face it's horrendous yeah. let's have a quick potted history pippa so through whether well, they're, they're quite easy questions actually but you joined yeah, good. Okay. um in july 1990 and left in 1998 but as we said made guest appearances until 2009 easy questions yeah. and after tom's second heart attack pippa feels guilty months later why Oh, because she's met a new man. Yes, who, of course, is Michael Ross, Dennis Cord, who is your real-life husband, yeah. who you met <laughs> yeah. on the show, a, a true yeah, Kylie and did. Jason romance. Yeah, absolutely, but it's, <laughs> we've been married for nearly 30 years now. So. Oh, amazing. Congratulations. And that, <laughs> was, that, was that strange? I suppose normally, you, do, you know, it's not often you fall in love with your co-star. No, well, I mean, I had seen him um, the year before our uh, a film institute here play all the films for voting so that we can vote for best film and best actor and everything. And so I'd seen him on the screen in a film called Return Home, uh, which is set in Adelaide. And I knew the other actors, but I didn't know who this guy was because Dennis, Dennis didn't go to drama school until he was 35. He'd been a technician with um, telecom. Oh, wow. In, out, okay. Yeah, working out in the desert. So he'd done that for 20 years. And then he went to VCA, v- Victorian College of the Arts. So I didn't, I mean, it's such a small industry here, you know, everybody. And I, this, he was an absolute newcomer and I, he was really good. And I remember thinking, oh, you're interesting. Uh, and then forgot about it. And then um, they, when they were auditioning for, um, for the new, for Michael, the new husband to be, um, there are all these actors that I'd worked with before, but there was just not a lot of chemistry. Um, and there, and I actually, um, there was a moment where uh, one of the actors who turned up had been really mean to me in my first television job. He didn't remember. Oh, he wow. No, it, it didn't remember because it was years, like 13 years before that. Um, and so, I mean, I wouldn't have worked with him anyway, um, but I was was quite happy when I said to the director, I said, oh, no, I don't think there's any chemistry there. Um, <laughs> so, it just yeah. shows you everyone. I always say this. It always, oh, exactly always be right. nice to everyone as you go exactly. up in the industry. Yeah. So, yeah, we never forget and we never forgive. <laughs> no. um, but then, so finally, the week before the Michael character was due to start, they sent me down to the, the casting place and there was this guy in there um, and I, he didn't, I didn't even look familiar. I just was attracted to him. I thought, oh, yeah, he's interesting. So we did the um, really warm-hearted and kind and beautiful speaking voice. And, uh, and so we did the, the scenes. And, um, and I just remember thinking, oh, wow, this is his, wow, he's, no, I didn't think romance. I wasn't thinking romance. I just thought, wow, I could work with this guy. Yeah. You know, he, and also because, the other actors had been in the business for a long time, so there's a certain style to their work, whereas Dennis was brand new to TV. He'd done a lot of theatre and the lead role in the film, but he was new to TV, so he, he was just playing really honestly, not yes. for, yeah, yeah. For, the, for the camera. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and so, so and that's probably, got that specific skill, I think, of being so honest yeah. in real life. <laughs> exactly, because the camera picks up everything. So then, And then halfway back up to the studio in the cab, um, 
I remembered I, I remembered it was the guy from Return Home. So I raced up to the producer's office and I said, you've got to book him because he's really clever. He was in this film. And Andrew, our producer, said, Deb, it's okay. The casting said the chemistry was so good between the two of you. We've signed him already. Oh, amazing. So, which was great. And then I was really rude to him for six weeks um, <laughs> because, because obviously uh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't realise at the time. It was only in retrospect because obviously I, I fancied his, the pants yeah, off him. So but that's why. Um, yeah, yeah. So then we were together, got together, and uh, and then when we we finally got married in secret, eighteen months after meeting, um, because we'd been over doing panto in Leeds. Oh, and, which um, is where I live. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a beautiful. I love. It. And yeah, we were staying it's brilliant. At we're staying at Headingley in a, a oh okay yeah the big apartment. student district yeah amazing yeah and so um and you know because we're both absolute cricket tragic so oh, Headingley okay. so that yeah that, you're that's, heaven that's where he uh, he proposed well he didn't say will you marry me he said okay let's have kids which is what I wanted to hear really um <laughs> and so uh yeah so yeah, he, yeah so. And then I remember we announced our, our wedding. We got married in complete secret because we didn't want to be bothered by anybody. And unfortunately, and I still regret this and I still apologise to her on occasion, we couldn't ask Kate because I didn't want to burden her with the secret, but she would have been the one that would have really delighted in having us, seeing us get married. Oh. Um, but, yeah, I didn't want to burden her with the secret. So, um, But then when we got married, um, Maddie Stevenson, uh, one of the actors, uh, I can't remember his character's name, um, but he said, oh, geez, I didn't know you guys were dating. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> he, had, he had no idea we'd been together for 18 months. So. <laughs> right, okay. And how yeah. was that on set? I mean, is it is it then strange playing a couple on set and being married in real oh, life? I mean, say if you've had an argument at home or, you know, it, it, and going into work and then having to kind of act all day together. Yeah, no, we, we, te- we tend to have... Um, Dennis and I have little spats about uh, unnecessary, tiny, stupid things. Yeah, that's the same thing um, my husband. But, yeah, like, you know, later. like... It, which way the kettle goes around so yes. the steam doesn't burn you, do you know? It's like, or, you know, please keep the fly screen shut because the mosquitoes <laughs> are bad, do you know? And so, you know, stuff like that. And um, we'll let, a, a bit, a let off a bit of steam there. So because we, and that all of that stuff is very easily forgotten. And so we didn't ever uh, arrive at set. And also we're professional too, of yes, course. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. we, we were there to do a job. So we did, once we were on the set, we were there as actors. So it wasn't a hard it wasn't a hard line for us to, to maintain. It was, it was quite easy. So there's a new, there's yeah, was, a Paddy, yeah. Paddy and I can't remember his real life girlfriend in it, but they're currently in home and away uh, together in real life and together in the show as well. So the, the oh, tradition's okay. being carried on. Um, you obviously did a big story as well when the newborn Dale of Pippa died of oh. sudden infant, infant death syndrome, which actually I did. We did this story on Emmerdale and uh, I won't listen to be bored of me talking about it, but it was a, what I found incredible was the reaction we had to it. The writer was very yeah. clever and played every cam, every a- character from a different angle. So hopefully at home you would relate to one of the characters. But I mean, yeah. we had some amazing letters from people. I mean, it really made yeah, me realise how important soap oh. was actually. It opened my eyes oh. to the fact that we are more powerful. You go to a cinema and you see a film for two hours, but you sit at home, people sit at home and watch a soap five days a week. So when something happens yeah. to a character, it opens my oh, eyes to how powerful it can be. Well, they're totally invested. And, and we had exactly the same. And the story, the backstory to that is that when I was about, you know, because we got pregnant and I offered to leave the show and they went, no, no. And, uh, and I said, look, we'll have to have a scene where 
the, a doctor says this is a miracle because the reason she was fostering was because she couldn't have kids <laughs> oh, <yes>. anymore. Um, <laughs> so, but this, the, no, no, that's fine. But I did have a couple of letters saying, Pippa, how did you get pregnant? Because I've been struggling for years, which was a bit sad. Um, <clears throat> I felt very strongly about that. And I, unfortunately, the producer didn't, didn't put a scene in, which I would have liked. <laughs> right, um, yeah. but, uh, but about, well, I think when I was about, I don't know, eight, seven months pregnant, you know, a couple of months before I was leaving. Um, uh, for, so because we, we didn't time it like this, she's a honeymoon baby, but um, it just happened to coincide with the Christmas break. So I knew that we'd have time off over Christmas with her. Um, and then I had um, nine weeks off altogether. But the writers came to me uh, when I was about seven or eight months pregnant and said, oh, look, we're going to do a cot death storyline because we can't keep the baby in. Um, how do you feel about that? Because I was just focused on labour because I'd been going to birthing classes and seeing a physiotherapist and all that sort of stuff. I just said, oh, yeah, that's fine. No, yeah, no worries, because the baby was still in my tummy at that yes. stage. Yeah. And then, of course, we got back um, and pretty much one of the first scripts I picked up out of my pigeonhole was the cot death storyline. And oh. we had Grace. Grace was with us at the studio because I was breastfeeding and she, she was with her, her, her mothercraft nurse nanny. Um, and so she was in a room literally just off the studio. Oh, wow. And then we had to, Dennis and I had to play this scene and the, the babe that, you know, the, the doll that they use is incredibly lifelike. Yeah. Yeah. Um, without, and, yeah. Um, and then we had two uh, ambulance officers and one, they're real. When they book them, they, they don't get actors to do it. They get the real guys to do it because they have to handle equipment and stuff. Um, and so one of the guys had, had done a, a cot death uh, uh, probably, I think, about two weeks before. And so he, he'd, already, um, he'd already attended one, you know. So we, we, it was very, yeah, it was a tough, tough day. The crew were crying, you know, every, you know it was, yeah, it was pretty tough. And I have to say I didn't drink any alcohol for about, Oh, I don't know. Yeah, a year before I conceived Grace, um, because but that I wanted day. to be. But that and and I certainly wasn't drinking alcohol after she was born because I was breastfeeding. But I did go home and have a big glass of red wine that night. Yeah, you're so right. It, we we all went to we all had to go into Leeds because <laughs> we had the biggest the, that that day we did. Our scene involved uh, Charlotte Blaise Laura running down the stairs and find the baby. And we, we kind of had blocked it, but not really rehearsed. And we tried to get everything in one take, which we did. And it will live with me forever, the scene that she runs down the stairs. Yeah. And, and there wasn't a dry eye in the house. The same with us. And then you no. hear a pin drop. And we all no, had no. to go out and kind of, it was, it was the hardest, hardest, most rewarding thing I've ever done. But it's, um, yeah, it's tough when you do stories like that, because actually, you do, you know, you luckily Charlotte bizarrely had just had her newborn as well. Oh no. <laughs> so yeah, so how yeah, how, how funny. And yeah, she yeah. um she actually and our doll was it was so heavy and it both the actors, I don't know whether you were the same, didn't want to hold it until the take. Um and then when they held it, kind of they did fall apart. Yeah, it was um but just amazing yeah. how brilliant that's and it made me I suppose realised for the first time actually the power that we can have and how important it is that soap continues well, yeah, to do but, stories that affect yeah. people. Because we got letters too. I got particularly two, lots of letters, but the two that remained with me was from a, a lady in Adelaide who is a, a grandmother and her daughter hadn't been able to talk about the cot death that she had um, 
until they they were both watching the episode of Home and Away, and then the the, the girl who'd lost her baby was suddenly started to talk about things, um, and so the woman was writing to thank us. And then the other letter that stayed with me was from a mum who'd had a cot death, and she hadn't been able to, to explain it to her older kids. And right. so, because lots of people sit down with their, you know, their dinner in front of the TV. Um, and so she was able to, because they said to her, why are you crying, mummy? And she was able to say, well, that's, that's what happened to mummy. Do you know, oh, wow. that's, you know, that, yeah. that, and so, so, and as you said before, quite rightly, um, that's, that's why we work as actors. And regardless of whether we're doing soap or it's just that soap is, five days a week, five nights a week. And so lots of people are watching, but, and it's the same with Harry Potter too. It tells a whole story that, that people, you know, about dark and light and good yes, and evil and yeah. triumph and, you know, takes you on a journey. So that the role of, uh, of the people in the arts, not just the actors, I mean, we're the, the front people out the front, but all the people who write and direct and light and do the sound and the costume, everybody involved is all involved in that's, you know, we've had this terrible debacle over here where people in the arts during our really long lockdown last year, um, a whole lot of people got paid from the government, which was terrific. Um, and if you're in an existing job, you got uh, compensation from the government. But people in the in um, freelance arts work, like musicians and and crew members and those people were, didn't qualify because they don't regard the arts as being very important here. Oh, well, we had a, we had exactly the same. Our theatres are only just kind of going back when every other event was open. So yeah, that yeah, it's, it's quite astounding the view of the arts, even though people they watch the arts, all the politicians and everything watch the arts every day of their lives and and um, yeah, yeah, survive on yeah. it. It's it's, it's quite yeah. crazy. But what? They, but as you said, it, what they, what the politicians don't realise is that the the people who watch soap opera also vote for politicians. Exactly. Yes. No. So yeah. you'd think that they would look after the arts a bit more. Do you know? Exactly. Just you know. Well, we all love the arts. Next question is um, a storm which floods Summer Bay led. Both questions are related to the same. Well, a storm which floods Summer Bay led to which catastrophe? Oh, Michael died. I know. And so I asked that because was that obviously kind of a joint decision? You were married by this point. Was it, was it, um, again, was it quite hard seeing your, you know, your, your man leave the show? Well, they, they very kindly, because they, they, they storyboard six months in advance. And so they very kindly told us as soon as they knew that that was going to happen, they told us, because we had, you know, financial stuff in place, um, and so they told us that they were going to write the character out, um, which, which shocked us uh, uh, enormously at the time um, because we couldn't understand why they would why? do it. Yeah. Um, and the viewers weren't happy either. Um, it's quite weird, actually, but, because t- as we said, Tom had died, the original. Yeah, husband, that's it was right. Quite weird that yeah. they decided to do almost the same thing. Yeah, exactly right. So, but in some ways, in retrospect, we were shocked, and and Dennis was 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 very shocked at the time. Well, we both were. Um, and then somebody said to us that they needed his salary to pl- pay pay three new teenagers, which was, I think that's a joke. But um, <laughs> I, well, well um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't cancel it. Yeah, good. You never know. Well, no, but... yeah, it it might have been real. So it might yes. have been real. But yeah. Um, but, but anyway, in in the end, it was great because Grace, we'd had. Grace with a nanny, and then we had to keep her at home after she turned two because she was uh, she, she was too too big to come to the channel. Um, 
And then so she was about three or four, maybe four years of age then or four, five. Um, and so the beauty was that Dennis was then able to be home with her and we didn't need a nanny anymore, which was, I mean, we loved our nannies, but it was great to have daddy home. Um, but also he then started doing all this theatre work in Sydney and back down in Melbourne. So, in fact, it, it, it was great for him. You know, he actually got to do, to, to learn what soap opera but his was. wings, yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm, I was happy to stay to, you know, keep paying off the real estate. That was fine. <laughs> yes. Um, and so because it was, a, you know, an easy gig for me to do and I settled in by that stage. Um, and so, yeah, it was actually, it was actually quite good for him because he, he got to do a whole lot of other things. So yeah, then, it, it worked your, out. Your decision to obviously leave to end the home and away era. I mean, again, you, like you said, you were, you thought it was a nice, I mean, soap, as I know from so many good friends who are in soap, it's one of the only places as an actor, say you get to have maternity leave, you know, what, where out, what the jobs do you get maternity yeah, leave yeah. as an actor? But was it your decision to leave? Did you finally think, right, it's time to kind yeah. of change? Yeah, it, well, because as I said, my mum, my mum was in her, in well into her 80s living in Melbourne. She was still living independently. Um, but I, I, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to get a phone call one day saying, oh, yeah, mum's died. Can you come down for the funeral? Yeah. Um, so because we'd had a scare uh, while I was still on the show where she got, she did get quite gravely sick. And that was sort of like a, a wake up call that she was quite, you know, getting more frail. Um, and then, and also I'd, I'd, I'd miscarried two babies uh, and and I was just, I mean, not that, you know, I'm, I'm pretty pragmatic about miscarriages. I think if they're not supposed to be there, they're not supposed to yeah. come in, they're not supposed yeah. to come in. Um, and so that, that got me thinking as well. So then once I'd made the decision to leave, I, I allow, I stayed for another year. So I gave them a year's notice, but also I stayed another year because by that stage, the real estate was paid off. So it was good. And also just to consolidate finances, so I had, you know, I had some free time so we didn't have to work yes, um, when, yeah. when we'd finished. So, um, but, but nearly every day I was on the phone to my agent saying, am, am I making the right choices? That and she, you know, They were great. They were brilliant. Um, and then eventually, and so they gave me a soft, what, what's called a soft ending. Because if, if you kill off a, a much loved character, apparently that the audience rebel for a a, a number of weeks I think they do not, yeah if yes. not longer I think and also yeah. you kill off the chance of having a, a really loved character come Return. back yeah exactly right so um I, I was given a, a new boyfriend played by a very dear friend of mine Patrick who's just gorgeous Patrick Dixon um and so and he did he didn't have a very high tv profile at that stage so it was she good. didn't, she didn't wait long did she Pippa <laughs> Yeah, it was. And then she, they husbands. sent her away around Australia. <laughs> exactly right. They sent her off around Australia and then she just didn't come back until, you know, they got letters saying she was staying up in the Carrington Mountains. Or I think she's still there and I think she's had another kid maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so and then I would come back probably nearly every two years for weddings or funerals. Or it's I think lovely, I came back actually, for isn't it? Party. What a lovely thing to do, really. Yeah. And then the last time I was back was hilarious because uh, the second last time they brought uh, Sharon and myself and um, Adam Willits back. Oh, wow. Um, uh, to take Kate away to go to site, you know, Sally was going to go to Thailand on a holiday with the family. So they brought us all back for three weeks 
to have a big storyline about the original family coming to take Kate uh, to take Sally away. So that's how Kate left the series, and she was also not going, not ever going to come back. But I mean, she did come back a bit later for a short time, um, and so that was the last time. So I said goodbye to everybody, but fine, no problem. And then in two thousand and nine did you say or 2008 yes i think 2009 was your final one yeah yeah well it was shot at at the end of 2008 um and normally when i went back i asked my original salary plus business class and an apartment and a car you know just to remind them that i wasn't cheap um (laughs) and so so um so uh and normally they would they would be storylining uh, you know a couple of months three or four months ahead and they'd phone the agency and saying is Deb available to come back for blah blah blah, but this time it was about six weeks out, and I thought oh somebody's stuffed up and what had happened was um, Lynn McGranger had gone off to do Panto, and Ray Ma had gone off to do Panto, and there was this big. Um, um, and I can't remember the name of the character, but one of the characters in the beach house was in drug rehab, right? which left the beach house with nobody, no adults looking after the kids. <laughs> All right. So they rang and said, that, well, perhaps maybe Pippa could come back. Could Pippa come back? <laughs> so they rang. And, and so my, my agent put my price up by 20% um, because it was, it was, a, it was a panic. Um, and so that was the last time I went back. But to tell you the truth, I didn't know anybody and I just felt I did the storyline and it was great. I was there for just a week. Um, but I just thought, you know, I didn't know any of the. I, I, yeah, well, it doesn't Chris feel Hemsworth. the same anymore. No. So I briefly worked with Chris Hemsworth. So at least I could say I've done that. But but I didn't know any of the others, really. I mean, you know, because um, Lynn yeah, I and Ray it's very were. very strange uh, going back. I know Emily Simons oh, is now yeah. part of the furniture again because she was, I worked with Emily over in Emmerdale and then she had a sick yeah, mum and that's yeah, why yeah. she went back. She went back to Australia and she said it was weird at first. And I mean, and how do you feel about, because Lynn McGrange has been on the show. I mean, it must be, Could I mean, she can't believe that she's still there because what, she's been there an extra 24 years or something after you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah, but- astounding, isn't it? That some people do. I mean, it's that's what soap needs to be honest. Otherwise they'll die off if we don't have these characters that stay. But could well, you ever. Oh, yeah. So they're valuable characters. So. Yeah, yeah did, did you ever, would you ever, you couldn't, you probably couldn't ever see your life being another 24 years in Home Away, though, from when you left? No, no well, no, I don't think so. No, because I'm 64 now, so that would make me 89 when I finish. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, no, look, I've, I've, I'm happy doing, uh, because I did Please Like Me, which was amazing. Have you, have you seen it? I haven't, have but I'm going it? to watch that now. I'm oh, going to watch that this week because there's four yeah, seasons. It's on, it's, um, is it Netflix? It's on Netflix. Great. Yeah. I'm going to watch that. And you won. You won a, a obviously an award for that. Not that awards really yeah. are, are much. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I. But not to boast. But I also won our our Australian Academy Award for yes, it too. Yes, which for, is incredible. The comedy. Yeah. So, um, but you'll see why. I will promise. I will promise see... to watch that. Is I've been looking yeah, for do. something to watch. So when I read, I was researching. I was like, oh my god, this sounds totally brilliant. Yeah. Let's go back to the beginning of your career quickly because you obviously studied. We yeah. said you studied at um, NIDA. Is it NIDA or NIDA? Yeah. NIDA. NIDA. NIDA, yeah, yeah. alongside Mel Gibson himself, alongside a lo- load of other names as well. I mean, like yeah. said, it's the Rada of Australia. From a young yeah. age, I take it, you knew what you wanted to do. Yeah, well, I was in school. Oh, I wanted to be a doctor. And then um, and then my older sister, who was at university, used to be in the, the university musicals. And one of the girls in, in, the, in um, 
the lead role in The Boyfriend got sick, so one of the chorus girls had to go and take over the role and they were minus a chorus girl to sing and dance in the back row, you know, well, not in the back row, it was only one of three. And so she dobbed me in and said, oh, Deborah sings and dances. So mum let me have two weeks off school and I went down and learnt the 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 um the dance routines and the uh the songs and then literally I uh, you know we did dress rehearsal makeup wigs costumes and then the opening night with the crowd in and I literally fell in love with the smell of the grease paint and the roar of the crowd like oh, wow, this yeah. moment where out under the lights with people out in front of me I I didn't think oh this is where I belong I just I thought wow, I can do this. <laughs> it's like, And so then I started um, being in the school plays and then I auditioned for NIDA uh, in my, when I was 17 and, and, you know, it was in Sydney. I would lived in, I grew up in Melbourne, which is where we live now. And, um, and I got in. Um, so, and they only take, I didn't know that they only take 25 people out of about 3000 applicants. If I'd known that I might've been a bit more nervous. Um and then, yeah, did that for three years and then came out into the industry. So, yeah, it was uh, yeah, a good start, I think. A good start. Good start. And then you appeared in some <clears throat> Australian classics. It's kind of like when you go to the theatre here, you look at actors' CVs in the programme, and most people have done the Bill, Casualty, Holby City. I think this is probably the Australian version, which is the Sullivans, Skyways, yeah. Country Practice, lots of actors. That's been their training grounds, hasn't it, shows like that? Yeah, exactly right. And, and, and also... I mean, when, when we trained, believe it or not, in I graduated in 77, none of us were going to do film and none of us were going to do TV and <laughs> nobody would even look at a commercial, for God's sake. We'd no. been trained for the theatre. Um, but then, uh, you know, Judy Davis was in my year and her yes. first, I, she, did, she did a bit of theatre and then she was very quickly um, um, hooked up with um, my brilliant career. So... Uh, and then the rest is history. She's an amazing actress. Uh, and then Mel, Mel and Steve Bisley were in Mad Max together. Steve was also in our year. He played the character of Goose in Mad Max. Um, and, of course, they, they ended up doing a lot of theatre as well, but also then and, and they just ended up doing a lot of screen work. And then, you know, Mel has had this stratospheric uh, because he's so criminally handsome yes. and he's a, a really genuinely gorgeous human being. He's so, he's got the kindest heart and it's, it's, that's why, you know, it's distressing to me to see all this crap fake news about him. Um, know, you know, always, it always happens. It always happens. Oh, awful. It? Just awful. Because if, if people knew what he does for others behind the scenes, they, they would, um, they would think differently. And um, how, how but, is it? I always ask this question to various people when you've had, is it, is it, is part of it? I remember, you know, we've got a friend who's gone stratospheric, Jenna Coleman from when she was in Emmerdale. Oh yeah. Um, and part, you know, most of me is absolutely delighted. And then there is a tiny part that is very jealous. You know, it's quite weird. Yeah. It's, you know, there's a, just that little bit of you going, Oh, yeah. I'm quite jealous. Even though most of you is going, this is brilliant. Isn't there? There's always no, that I think I, the thing that I've never actually felt that, not with not with colleagues, um, uh, I felt it with other actresses who were um, who were cast because they were classically pretty. Right. Which yes. I, I, I'm not classically pretty, um, but you know I've got I've, I under, I very I understand what my look is, and what helped with that was that because Judy is uh, is is. Uh, very beautiful, beautiful bone structure and a gorgeous face. Um, but there were things that 
she could do at drama school that I couldn't do and also vice versa, the things that I was good at that Judy couldn't do. So when she got cast in Brilliant Career, I didn't think, oh, bum, I I should be doing that. I realised she was being cast because of all her cascading gorgeous hair, her beautiful face, her beautiful face, and she just looked like the the character. She looked like from that period in history. So at no point did I feel regretful or jealous. No, because. And so I learned that lesson, which I think is a, it's really the first lesson I'd ever teach an, a young actor, you know. It's one of the first to, I teach much. You need to excel at yeah. what you know you are good at and don't try, yeah, to be no. in comp- don't try to be in competition with this other that's group right. of people where you're kind of bottom of the pile. And, yeah, that's right. And I think in real life, I always say it's good to judge where you are good looking levels because then you know what more, more work you've got to do to make up for it in our exactly world. Exactly right. And, it's, and also... The other thing too is that I knew, you know, because I used to have to put on such careful makeup to turn up for all these screen tests where I knew back in those days, 70s, 80s, they were looking for a certain look, you know, very, and they're doing it now. You know, you have to be really beautiful to be on TV most of the yes, time. Yes, yeah. You know, except they, what I love, I'd love to work in England because they use their older actresses properly. Um but uh, so I spent years and years putting on very careful makeup to look very beautiful or my version of beautiful. And then you'd lose out on roles to uh, actresses that, you know, perhaps were not trained or, you know, were not very interesting or whatever that, you know, they were passable, but not, not, um, not shockingly good, you know? Uh, And so, and I think always at the back of my mind, I thought I'd be okay once I was in my fifties when the, the looks thing became less, it, it leveled the playing field and that's when please like me came. Uh, and, and that's, that's what, and people have, you know, the press have called it the renaissance of my career, which is pro- probably has, I mean, I was working before that. Yes. You know, no, you've done so much. You know, I was still working. I, was, I, was I cannot wait to theater. see that. And actually I think it's, it's how the industry slightly changed as well because of the, the TV thing that so many big film stars then started doing TV. I mean, I can't remember what the yeah. was, but it's quite shocking. Now it's part of the parcel that everyone came yeah. it. Everyone's doing yeah. TV continuing yeah. drama series, which is great, I yeah. think, for moving that whole genre forwards. The fact that, well, you know. Because, yeah, because cinema has, has gone through a huge, and it wasn't just COVID, that they were all, you know, that they make yeah. block, they make blockbusters um, so that people want to go into a cinema with a big digital surround sound. Um, so, and there were art house films, but all you can see all that stuff on your big screen at home via Netflix or, yes, you know, yeah. the streaming services. So, it makes sense. And, you know, during our long COVID here in Melbourne, I just, I watched, you know, Spanish and, and you know, um, my, my French, what is it? My agent, agent in Paris. What is it? My oh, French um, agent. Oh, okay. Yes, I know. Uh, what's it? Oh, what's it called? Oh yeah. What's it called? Oh, I loved it. Cause I miss Paris. I'm normal. I've got a very yes, dear friend. It's, it's an amazing series. Have you watched um, oh, Ozark? No, I haven't seen that yet. That's oh, on my you, list. You must watch that. That's one of the best series okay. I've ever seen. That's incredible. Yeah, good. Um, and then to, to, to kind of end it, I'm definitely going to watch Please Like Me. We're going to start watching that this week. I'm so excited. Oh, and please, and also please get back to me. I'd love to know your thoughts. Oh, I will. We just finished. We've just finished. We've kind of come to an end of everything. We've just finished Shit's Creek, which was incredible. Oh, um, divine. Have you, se- have you seen that? Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. just I want to be I want to be her when I grow up. She is. I mean, I'm, de- I'm what if you've seen the behind the scenes, what I love even more is that she came up with the idea of the voice and the look. Yeah. And uh, what a clever, brilliant, amazing actress. Oh, I'm just kind of, gorgeous. I'm totally just in love brilliant. with her now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so the other thing, too, is it means that we older actresses are now being seen, you know, and then people want to watch us, which is great. Yes. Well, I've had um, the brilliant <laughs> Sue Johnson on the podcast, who um, oh. over here is a national treasure. And uh, oh. she was saying about women in, in because she's recently done a series with Sean Bean. And she said, mm. this is how the world views men and women differently in this industry. The last time she worked with him, she was his lover. And now she's yeah. playing his mother. Yeah, it's, it's great, isn't it? It is great, it, but she's it? kind of like, he gets away with that. But, you know, I've had to jump from of being course. one to the other. Do you know what I mean? Women yeah, kind of yeah, missing 20 years in women's life from the, I know, it's the just sex silly. siren it's just, to the mum. But, but also that, that yeah, that means like I'm now into, I'm, I'm even past grandmother territory now. I'm sort of in, because they want you to look glamorous, you see. So, yes. um, I mean, I've, I'm, I'm about to start a, a TV series here. Uh, was a, a on uh, Amazon, um, but um, but I'm playing somebody who's probably in their late late seventies. Um, but I did driving Miss Daisy on stage, and she ages from seventy five to ninety five. Wow. So I man I managed to pull that off on stage. So I'm sure I can I pull old yeah. age off. Well, most on, people on put on their spotlight well. CV. I love when people can play from seventeen to forty five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, I I. I I think I can play to 95, which is quite a good thing. Yeah, that's great. And uh, <laughs> to end on, because you were in Prisoner as well, which I think I'm right in saying was where Neighbours is filmed. And I, I've just, I read at the very end of me researching that you actually did join Neighbours. Yeah, well, they did. Yeah, it was this huge crossover thing um, uh, where, because uh, Jackie Woodburn, who plays Susan Kennedy. Is she went for Pippa, clo- didn't she? Yeah, she did. And, and we had coffee afterwards when it was just, we were shortlisted. And we genuinely, because we'd we'd flattered together for years, and we genuinely wow. said to each other, "I don't mind if you get it, Dal. We were we were happy. <clears throat> excuse me, we were happy for each other." And then I I got it, and then she got neighbours uh, about a year later, or eighteen months later, and so it was to come in to play her sister, another actress. <laughs> I'm making a habit of this. Um, another actress had played her sister twenty years earlier. <laughs> right, okay. Um, but they, yeah, they, they phoned me and it was, it's just such a lovely self-centered, um, narcissistic character, uh, that it was, yeah, it was a joy to do. And then I, I think, I think they were setting it up to be sort of semi-regular and then I got Harry Potter, which is, uh, which again, it, it I was mean, a what? dream. Oh, it was yeah, a dream. What a dream role. I've seen it in oh, London. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah, well, I, I saw it. I saw it in London and I immediately wanted to be in it. I didn't know they were going to do it in Australia. Um, and because I remember, because I still get recognised on the tube, you know, and you, you have to, well, those people are standing, if it's crowded and people are standing too close to you, they're like, you, Pippa, from home and away. Oh, I do say, you? Oh, no, you I still get recognised as Pippa. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Wow. Yeah. So, well, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've now got grey hair, but I'm, I'm maybe, I don't know, I still get recognised here too. I haven't been in London for a long time, oh, I'm like four sure years. in London. I mean, people never yeah. soap stars but in, I'm in very, England. Yeah, well, that's, and, and so I, when I saw Harry Potter, I came out of the first half of the play reeling, thinking this is amazing. And Wait, I thought, oh. on the phone oh, to your agent, get me this right. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah exactly right. And well, I, no, I, I foolishly thought, oh, I'm still famous here. People still know who I am. I'll ring the producers like an idiot. And, of course, I didn't because that was too silly. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, I, of course, I ended up meeting them all and they all, you know, I didn't expect them to know who I was. But, of course, they do. You know, I just, I forget 
I forget that they they know who Pippa from Home and Away is. They know who Deborah Lawrence is. So, which, so is, it which a, is incredible. What a legacy to have left. And I love the fact people I've had Alan Cumming I've interviewed who was in a soap over here who always champions soap and says that once he once he did that it set him up for life. So it's, I think it's a great legacy to have been such a brilliant pivotal character and like I said for us yeah people like me to have grown up with this tv family I love I love that it's a something that never will be replicated no that's why when people say oh you must get that all the time you must hate it I say no I don't because well it paid off all the real estate but also because it gave people joy or made I mean we had people saying that the the only time they saw fresh vegetables is when Pip that's why I always cut up nobody cuts vegetables up on home and away anymore have you noticed that That was Pippa's that was your thing wasn't it yeah because I wanted it to be real so every scene I always was was making dinner or making breakfast or organizing food yeah that that household felt very real that's what I remember it felt like somewhere you wanted to be because it was a bit crazy and a bit mad and real that's right and now Alf lives there Ah, does Alf live there now? Oh, wow. Yeah, with um, with uh, Georgie Parker who plays Rue. Ah, so, yes, and she's of she's very glamorous. So there's no warm, gooey mum there anymore. No, it's a shame, although no, Irene's I, Irene's a sort of warm mum, but I I don't I mean yeah, Pippa was a thing. I I think. Yeah, Pippa was a thing. <laughs> if well, I listen, may say Deborah, so. it's yeah. been amazing to have you on the podcast. It's such an honour to have you on. It's been joyful talking to you. Yeah, well, thank you for inviting me. I, it's an honour. So, you know, oh, I've, been, got this fan- it's been I've got great. a fantasy about coming. Uh, sorry, I was going to oh, say, go I've got a fantasy about coming to work in England at some stage. But, oh, you must. Um, you must. And well, then- Den- Dennis is a British citizen, so I can work there, I think. Oh, wow. You must come over. Like you said, there's some brilliant yeah. roles over here at the moment. And actually, glamour-wise, yeah. actually all, all for Kate Winslet as well in her Mayor of, uh, what's it called? Yeah. Mayor of. Because actually that's kind of changed the barriers slightly, I think. Here's a actually yeah, playing really yeah. groggy and looking like, you know, looking bad. Yeah. And it's a huge role. Yeah. So I love that. But um, well, listen, you obviously we would love you. What I love actually, Limma Granger's story, uh, which goes down as one of my favourite stories, that she actually joined Home and Away for the sole purpose of wanting to do panto in Britain. <laughs> and she knew if she joined Home and Away, she'd be able to. <laughs> yeah, I heard that on the radio today because she's promoting a book. So, yeah, she said that. Um, yeah, yeah, I love amazing. that. How brilliant. So, anyway, <laughs> yeah, well, it's yeah, been yeah. lovely to talk to you and we'll stay in touch. Yes, and I will you. promise I will watch your series. We're going to start tonight. Yeah, good, 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 good. Yeah, Thanks so, yeah, so much, see, Deborah. See, hey, a pleasure, absolute pleasure. The first couple of episodes are um, uh, 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 not not shaky so much, but it'll ta- it might take you a little while to creep into it. Always the best um, series, but, though. They're always the best please, series when it takes a couple to get into it. Yeah, yeah, but stick with it, and I think I think you'll love it because it it really the throughout the four seasons it really because the Americans picked up the first series, which is why we um we were able to produce the other on. three. Well, so, everyone yeah. listening, go and watch that as well on Netflix right now. Yeah. Well, we'll speak to you soon, Deborah. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. It's been a pleasure, and hello to everybody who's listening. How amazing to have Deborah on Soap from the Box. That brought so many memories back listening to that. I really hope you enjoyed it. Remember, you can hear a special episode with EastEnders star Jacqueline Josser right now over at Another Slice. Sign up for free at the Another Slice podcast player. Get yourself over to anotherslice.com slash soap from the box or download the app. It's easy. You can also subscribe for just a few quid and have access to so much more. I will be back same time, same place next week. Have a good one.